Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Father Padge, and you're watching the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Enter the Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dogma, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. That's right. By now, you should be calling me the one thing I've been asking you to do, and that's your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? You can find this person at Empire. You can find this person at BCW, MSWA, SCP, and UWO. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the manager of all greatness, Father Padge. Hey, hey, what's up, brother? What's up, <laughs> man? Like, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm in. I'm enjoying a nice, uh, nice sunny day, actually. <laughs> I mean, it. You know, even over here, it was pretty like cloudy, like on a Monday. But yesterday, it was like 91 degrees, bright sunshine. It was crazy. I was like, okay, April weather's coming around. I see it. <laughs> well, I, I live in Oklahoma, and it's up and down here all the time. The weather's uh, more bipolar than my ex-wife. <laughs> can't make up his mind <laughs> bet, bet. well i'm not gonna front like i'm not from the midwest and myself man so like being a brass oh. guy like <laughs> but yo so question man right off the jump that i just want to ask man is who is father padge father padge um is a martial artist who became a professional wrestler uh i grew up in a martial arts family um, my dad is the only heavyweight or only seven time heavyweight champion in the history of professional kickboxing. Uh, I, we grew up, I grew up trying to do that, but my love was always pro wrestling, but I had kind of a, pardon the pun, a leg up because I had done martial arts my whole life, you know? So when I got into pro wrestling, uh, it helped me out because i when I got into it, I was close to 300 pounds. And I could throw, like, super kicks and spin back kicks and all that stuff. <laughs> and they just didn't expect that from me. But um, as far as uh, Father Padge goes, uh, the where I, the character, it's, uh, well, it's just a combination of a bunch of things. It's a martial artist, priest, Viking, I guess. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Three odd combinations. Yeah, work. I would never... I would never think of like a priest who's also a Viking who throws martial arts. Like I would never. No, think that. that's a, that's the thing you put together. I think it's just the Viking look because the Vikings were like the opposite of Christians, or you know what I mean. Like, but I get asked all the time if I like the show Vikings, and it, I know it's because the way I look, you know. <laughs> so, but, and then I get like. I don't know, like at McDonald's a while back, I got, they thought I was country music superstar Chris Stapleton when I went in there and uh, they gave me a free meal and I was like, uh, no, not him. Like, <laughs> sorry. I take this meal, but no, I'm not him. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that actually happened to me at a wrestling show. A lady saw me wrestle, saw me do my whole match and they came up to me and asked me if I was Chris Stapleton. <laughs> I was yeah. like, no, I, you just saw me have this match. Like, um, I, and then I had to Google him because at that point I didn't know who he was. 
And then I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of look like that guy. I get it. I had somebody stop me um, while I was at a show, and then they're like, hey, do you know who you look like? And I was like, no, who? And they're like, you look like Donnie Wahlberg. And I was like, I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I guess it depends on what dick. You know, like, I'd say 90s Wahlberg probably. I was like, okay. Like, I'm going to go over here and talk about step-by-step. That's not something I'm going to do, but I appreciate (laughs) that you're going to talk to me about being from Blue Blood. Uh, Yo, man, but so you kind of said it yourself, right? You kind of had, like, a leg up in getting into, like, to this, right? But your love's always been pro wrestling. I'm just kind of curious, like, why pro wrestling? What drew you into the sport? Oh, honestly, um, that that's all my mom. Uh, my mom, when I was a kid, used to watch uh, Saturday Night Main Event like every Saturday back in the day. And my dad and Hulk Hogan were built similar. And I was like four years old, so I thought Hulk Hogan was my dad, like on TV, you know. <laughs> and uh, my mom would always joke, like, no, because if that was your dad, we'd live in a bigger house, you know. <laughs> but... But, uh, no, it was Hulk Hogan, I think, is what got me hooked at first. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage were, like, my two favorite guys to watch when I was a kid. Um, I would always joke around, like, I got in trouble a lot, like, in uh, elementary school for (laughs) dropping the big leg on people out at recess. Like, you know. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I just, I never, like... My dad would tell me it's a phase, it'll go away, and it just, my obsession over it just, it just grew and grew, and I knew that when I had the first opportunity that I could, I was going to go get trained, and I did, I went right after high school, like two weeks after, like two, two, three weeks after high school, after I graduated high school, I went off. I feel like that's the thing about, like, a lot of parents, like, they tell their kids, like, oh, it's just a phase, and they'll grow out of it, right? And then you have those ones. Some of them do. Some of them do. But then you have the ones where, like, they don't, and their obsession grows more. And, you know, just like you said to yourself, right, like, you just, you, you just, like, get engulfed in this world, and you just keep, like, pulling from it. And that's something, like, for me, too, because I know, like, my dad was, like, you know, I started as a college or like an amateur wrestler, went into collegiate wrestling, and he was like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, you're gonna get over this stuff. Like, it's never gonna go away." And to a point, he was right until I, till like a couple years ago, when I was like, oh, "I'm making a jump, man. I'm gonna go be a pro wrestler." And he was like, "Oh, yeah. oh okay." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, you know, it's always been in our family." No, no, no. You was trying to push me away. Like, no, <laughs> that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. I had kind of the same thing. I would always joke around with my dad because my grandfather, my dad's father was a boxer and uh, he fought for middleweight championship. Uh, I don't think he won the title, but he fought for it. And he was a pretty good boxer. had a pretty good record. And then my dad did the martial arts thing and I did that. So I would always joke around and be like, well, you know, Papa was a boxer. You're a martial artist. There's only one avenue left for me to take. And I said, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. And I said that, like, in the seventh grade, just joking around, you know. And and then, uh, well, I mean, it ended up happening. It wasn't easy at all, but it ended up happening. So I'm uh, curious, man. You've been around for, like, a long time. So I'm just needing – I just need to know, what's the worst bump you've taken? The worst bump I've taken? Oh, man. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Well, this guy I was working with, like, he really wanted to impress this girl that he just started dating. And, no. And he knew that him and I were going to work that night. So he was like, I've got her sitting front row. Let's do something fucking nuts. And I was like, oh, sorry. Can I talk like that on here? My yeah, bad. you're 100% allowed to say that. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Sorry, I was just being myself. But yeah. So I told him, I said, uh, well, what do you want to do, man? And he was like, all right, we'll be on the edge of the ring, right? And I want you to give me an RKO off the ring onto the fucking floor. And I'm like, you're out of your mind, dude. I've never even done that in the ring. I don't want, like, an RKO, like, diamond cutter onto the floor? And he was like, yeah, come on, it'll be sweet. And I was like, all right, whatever, dude. Uh, just make sure this, uh, just tell me what side she's on. Because I didn't know who she was. I'd never even seen her. You know what I mean? But, like, me and this guy that we're working, we've known each other for years. We're great friends, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but this was our first time working each other, like, one-on-one, so he really wanted to go freaking crazy because this new girl that he ended up marrying later, I hope, um, I like to think that this had a lot to do with it, but <laughs> I doubt it, but, <laughs> but, um, we had the match, and, uh, that spot comes up, and he was like, all right, let's go for it. Well, the match before it, I had like apparently kicked the pad, the floor padding underneath the fucking ring. <laughs> but I'm already set up for the spot. So like, what am I going to do? Chicken shit out. So I just, <laughs> I go for the other pad that's there. I try to catch the edge of the, I miss it completely. Uh, and I, you know, I take the back bump. I take the back bump for the RKO, you know, and knock the holy piss out of myself. And uh, of course, you know, him, he looks like it fucking kills him, but he's just fine. You know, he, you know, he, He's fine. It was all me taking the thing, and I was like, I, I was like rolling over, and I was like, I fucking hope y'all stay together forever, you know. <laughs> but but uh, that that one comes to mind. Um, I'd say that one because it was a, you know, it was a straight up, a straight up uh, full size eighteen by eighteen ring. We were four feet off the ground. I jumped, did that stupid RKO, and I don't even use that move. I don't use anything like that move, <laughs> but. He was like, it would look sick, and I was like, yeah, it's gonna be sick, bro. Like, yeah, when we did that, uh, that one, or um, I, I I jumped off of a stage, uh, no, I jumped off of a ladder through a table, uh, just an elbow, uh, from a top of a ladder, mm-hmm. on a, on this one guy who really wanted to. I don't know these guys when they work with me, they like to bleed sometimes, so like. <laughs> They're like, well, you use all that martial arts stuff, so you should bust me open or whatever. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know. <laughs> but uh, you jump off the ladder. I think that one. I was only like eight feet in the air, but it was still pretty scary because, like, I'm I'm scared. Of, I'm scared of heights, if I'm being honest. And uh, like, I legit don't even like being this tall. Like, it kind of throws me off a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm six foot. I'm not even that tall. I'm six foot two and a half. You know, but still, I was another eight feet in the air and I'm just like, Oh Jesus, well, I'm up here. So <laughs> you gotta go I for it. His, I know my insurance is good. I hope his is, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that those two would probably the, the two worst bumps come to mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not doing any RKO spot. After <laughs> If I know it's there, I'll be like, you know what? You just uh, take this choke slam. It looks cool too. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like if he didn't like that, I was that was back in my twenties. If he'd asked me that, like age thirty and above, I'd have been like, "Go fuck yourself." I'm not doing that. <laughs> you know. 
right. What kind of uh, I I have to know, right? Uh, so after a match, after like a wrestling show, what's that? Uh, what's that post match snack, post match meal that you go to? Post match, uh, like like a tradition. Yeah, if you have one, or if you just oh like... yeah, I have one. <laughs> I guess I can I can talk about it. Uh, it's legal in most states. Um, I I usually uh I usually drink a beer and smoke a joint. If I'm being honest, you know what I mean. Like because now I can relax. You know, like I got the shit over with. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's that, and then uh. I mean, if, usually after a show, I'm pretty jacked up. I can't just go right to bed, you know what I mean? Like, my adrenaline's still going for a little while. So I'll, I'll go home, and uh, if I've got footage, I'll review footage. You know what I mean? Like, nice, nice. See how I did, see what I need to work on. Okay, I like that. I like that. Always working on a craft. It's very important. Well, yeah, I mean, I've been at it coming up in July. It'll be 20 years, I mean. I think if I sucked, I would have stopped like 10 years ago. <laughs> you know? So what's like one, so being that you've been in 20 years, what's like one of the hardest things that you've had to learn being in the business? Um, if I'm being honest, it's working with new people. Um, because uh, at some point when you do this, as long as I do, and you work this, you start getting used to working the same people you know what to expect they know what to expect from you and then you know when you're working with a new guy the responsibility is on your shoulders because you're the you're the vet you know um to make sure that not only because you know you can make your stuff look good but you also got to make their stuff look good you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so uh, i'd say i have two different mindsets if i'm working a guy i've wrestled 10 times we don't talk about much you know what I mean? But this is like, let's say it's me and you and it's our first match ever. Like you and I are going to spend a few minutes talking, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, I'm like, Hey, here's what you're a rookie. You need to listen to me. Here's what you can do. Here's what I'm going to take. Here's what you can take. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a respect thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the way it, that's the way I was, I was trained that way. And, uh, there's not a lot of old schoolers left, but when I when I get the chance to work with one, I'm not worried. But I'd say learning to adapt to the newer and the the styles have changed so much even since I got into it. Like there's just a whole kind, a whole new different way of wrestling nowadays that I would have never been able to learn back in the day. <laughs> you know, like, like what the fuck is a Canadian destroyer? Like when Jesus Christ, that's one of the most coolest moves I've ever seen. But like. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely it's fun to throw if you have the right person to throw it with. Otherwise, it could just be a a horrible disaster. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've seen I've seen some really good ones, and I've seen some. What the fuck was that? You know. <laughs> yes. Been there. I have been on. I don't want to say I've been on the receiving end because I feel like every time that people ask me, because like I can help get people over for a destroyer. Mm-hmm. And it always feels like it's going to go one of two ways. One, I'm going to throw it, and then they tend to try to lean away, and then it mm-hmm. pulls me to the side. And then it looks like yeah. a rolling tire just got jacked up. <laughs> and yeah. Or, yeah. on the other side, they they know, like, I'm going to take them straight over, and they just go with it, and it just looks like I just murdered myself. So it's like <laughs> – it, well, it, it's crazy. <laughs> I have uh... – 
never taken one. I will continue to just admire from afar, I think. Uh, I wouldn't look for me to hit one, ever. Uh, <laughs> uh, my style is pretty much completely power meets martial arts. And uh, if I'm on, if I get on the top rope, I'm either having the best day I've ever had, or this is probably done. This is it. You know, <laughs> we're going to the finish, brother. Like that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, uh, what kind of advice would you give to like upcoming wrestlers? Um, honestly, with with the way uh, a lot of them are nowadays, and I'm not. Talking trash on all of them, but some of them, they, you know, I, it's been my experience that you never stop paying your dues. You know what I mean? You like, we did a show in Texas. It was like four, four or five years ago or something, or it was like, and you know, Luke Harper, yeah. or not Luke Harper. I'm sorry, <laughs> Luke Gallows. <laughs> Luke Gallows was on our show. And he, he had a match on our show and everything, and he was still out there helping break down the ring and put stuff on the trailer and stuff, you know what I mean? And if he's going to do it, then I shouldn't hear any complaints about a rookie, you know, uh, having any problem putting anything together or taking things down. And I'm not going to say I never complained, because I did, but I was a rookie once, too. I didn't get shit, you know? I didn't, you know, I was just like, I had a great match tonight. Why am I helping with the ring? Because uh, you're fucking supposed to, <laughs> you know, like. I mean, that's just, you know, I had to get straightened out a couple of times. It just, it happens, you know. Yeah. Uh, I would say stay humble and keep paying those dues. And remember, if you make it somewhere, remember the people that helped you get there. You know, that, that, that'd be my, that'd be my biggest nugget of advice. I like that a lot. So just like. Oh, and uh, I guess don't do a lot of edibles before a match. Like, that's, uh, <laughs> I'm fine with it, but I've wrestled some people who've like, we had to change a lot. <laughs> we had to change a lot of what we had planned. Dang. Totally had to do like a st- like a Sting Jeff Hardy call. <laughs> I'm sorry, brother. I couldn't hear you. What? You said you totally had to do like the Sting Jeff Hardy thing. <laughs> well, we went a little bit longer than that. But, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, we cut out about a good seven minutes of a 12-minute match we were going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Get your shine." His he was he was his uh his big comeback was supposed to be a super kick, but he was so damn high he went to throw it and he kicked me in the kneecap, and I was just like, I just sold it like my knee. Now give me a DDT, you dumbass. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing that you've been in you've been in for twenty years, uh, what's one do and one don't of the locker room? All right. Well, that's a good one. Uh, I'd say if you're if you're new and you're on the card, even if you're not on the card, if you're helping out, sit and watch the show. Like, I mean, if you're wanting to be a part of the craft, watch your peers, the people that you're around the most. Watch them do what they do and uh, ask them questions because if they really care about you and you're a part of their school and they're they're helping you, then they're going to give you all the answers that you want. You know, you might not like them, but, you know, you got, it's just some shit that you got to go through sometimes to get better. Uh, and as far as don't, uh, don't show up intoxicated. I know that one from firsthand experience. Like, yeah, don't, don't do that. 
Uh, and don't don't make don't make huge deals about your your bookings. I mean, if you're booked in a match, you know, and you're going under or whatever, you know, just do the job, man. You're you're there to do a job. The promoters, for the most part, they know what they're doing when it's time to push people for stories and stuff like that. So just you know, keep your ears open and your mouth shut and do what you're told. Don't don't question your bookings. No, I mean that that that's my advice anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, I like that a lot. No, that's good. That's good though. But those are like all my heavy hitting questions. But we do got to get right. into the second best segment of this podcast. People ask, right. what's the first? The first is the Red Dogs Power Rankings. You can find it every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, ten count questions, and Father Patch. Just how it works. I'm gonna fire yeah. off ten questions at you rapid fast, and uh, right. whatever's your answer, that's your answer. All right. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. All right. And here <laughs> we go. Smackdown right. or Raw? Uh, Raw. Favorite movie? Goodfellas. Sonic or Mario? Mario. <laughs> Favorite color? Black. Dolphins or whales? Uh, I haven't eaten either one. Uh, no, uh, dolphin, I guess. <laughs> Favorite submission? Uh, Grapevine Ankle Lock. Okay. Night Owl or Early Bird? Uh, I'm up every morning around 6 o'clock, so I guess Early Bird. Okay. Favorite podcast? <laughs> well, it's three count, man. You didn't know? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I've been on it. Um, I, I don't know. I really like the... Uh, I used to listen to Stone Cold's old thing uh, back in the day. Uh, but you know what? I'll go with yours. I'll go with the three count, man. Why not? You know? Yeah, it's not like we have it marketed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Oh, man. Oh, Drake Gallows. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast, favorite curse word. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. Uh, not that one. Uh, <laughs> I, I've been told I say shit more than anybody, so I guess shit. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> it's like it's one really of my- random questions, man. <laughs> Hey, that's why we love this show, though, right? We just, you, you come on to expect to do, like, a wrestling podcast. You get a couple of those questions. And then the 10-count questions has nothing to do with wrestling-related things. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's, it's totally cool. Keep but those are all my questions. So the last thing I have oh. for you is to let our listeners and viewers know where they can find you. All right. <clears throat> well, you guys can find me on uh, Facebook at Father Page and God's Work, uh, Instagram at Father Page, Twitter. Oh shit! What is my Twitter? Father Page seventy seven, I think. Uh, you can find me. I wrestle everywhere: <laughs> uh, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Nevada, Kansas. <laughs> Just. But uh, um, I mostly do a lot of work here where I live in Oklahoma. Uh, Empire Championship Wrestling's got a show coming up this Saturday, April 30th, Thirst for Gold. It's their biggest show of the year. 
let's see what else. Uh, UWO, uh, we got a show coming up May 14th here in mid in Oklahoma City as well. Uh, Squared Circle Pro has a show going on in May in Lubbock, Texas. Man, there's just so many. <laughs> uh, uh, and I work at all of those that I just named. <laughs> uh, I'm probably not going to be at all of those I just named because I need a freaking break every once in a while. This, that's fair to say. It's fair July to say 20th. Me. July 20th is 20 years for me. So uh, I'm uh, slowing down a little bit, but I've, I've, I've done pretty much everything. <laughs> so like, I want to keep going, though. You know, like, I want to get double digits. I want to hit the double digits in the heavyweight championships. I know that's a little that's a little greedy, but I'm at nine, so I just need one more. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can get to get the man one more title. That's all he needs. I, I think I think one more because my goal is to retire at 45, mm. and I've got I've got six years left. <laughs> so okay. So I think in six years I can get one more, you know. Well, there you go. So the goal is set. We'll be keeping track and letting you guys know if this happens or not. But like every good part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dogler, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And by now, you guys should be just calling me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see him right next to me, right there. He is the man, the myth, the legend, the soon-to-be 10-time heavyweight champion, Father Padge, and you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. <laughs> What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show some support, please.